Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. And I'm Josh. This is episode number 36, and today we are going to be reviewing the new Netflix film Enola Holmes, as in Sherlock Holmes. This sister. So yeah, that'll Spoiler be Spoiler alert. <laughs> and that's the end of our show. And then we'll have some uh, of what else we've been watching, and we also checked out film that was recommended to us our first recommended film shout out to shayla good friend of the show and that will be i see you i think so we have the to, acronym. <laughs> yeah as the words not the I intensive care unit see with my eyes <laughs> you as the person um <laughs> which we tried we we talked about this yesterday and we haven't gotten jacob's opinion yet is this a 2020 release so what does the imdb say so it Came out. It did a film festival in March of 2019. South by Southwest. It was a limited release. <laughs> it was a limited release in December of 2019, which means we probably did not have access to it by the time. And then by the time it was online, it was 2020. It was a release on DVD. Because here's the thing: if you say that this, if you say DVD that this video. is not a 2020 release, then technically we have to change. Portrait of a Lady on Fire to no, 2019. <laughs> I will not do that. I would say it's 2020 based on our established rules. Which because is that we to have to have access, access to it. Yeah. Like yeah. limited release, to, we can't. Exactly. Can't. Yeah. We're not going to be able to see that probably. Right. So, so maybe yeah. I, I say 2020. It was done in early of 2019 because that film festival, it might have done South by Southwest, but they did a Ohio film festival because it was filmed in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Anyway. All that is coming up on the show. But first, we have a beer. We do have a beer. And it was my choice. I thought I was choosing for last week, which would have been a nice tie-in as the name of this beer is Pulp Patriot by BrewDog. But it still kind of fits Mm -hmm. because BrewDog is a Scottish company, which is part of the UK. (laughs) The Scotland Yard is talked about in in Ola Holmes, so... And in Enola Homes, also part of the UK. All right. Boom. Done. All right. What we got here is another milkshake IPA, but this is a double. Well, only another if you listen to the premium. Oh, that's true. See? All right. Well, for those that listen to the premium, we did a milkshake IPA very recently, but a lot of people probably haven't listened to that yet. True. So check it out. What are you waiting for? Head over to our head over to our website, sudsandcinema.podbean.com. And start listening. What, Jacob? Well, I you know, I was gonna read the untapped uh, description. Oh yeah, this is not blueberry. Or raspberry. And it's very different from the Mm -hmm. can, so I'm guessing the can's more accurate. So I will read from that. Here we go. Mango peach. Oh, so this so pulp patriot is is a series. They they do a series with different fruit flavors. Mm, this is the mango and peach pulp patriot you don't even know which one you bought you just i didn't know it was a series maybe that's why i had it before and thought i had it and didn't check this one in there you go well there it is all right is this one it doesn't have it no read it off the can damn it pulp patriot new england to the power of two which is kind of funny because it's kind of like full circle, right? To New England. England is like 
Where oh, we first oh England first settled in the U.S. Anyway, New England to the power two. This juggernaut of a double IPA weighs in at a 9.5% ABV. Mm-hmm. Delivering a payload of big fruit with mango and peach front and center. Milk sh- sugar builds a- and rounds out the fully juicy notes. Paul Patriot, swear allegiance. They didn't do you any favors in the, the text. It's super hard to read. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like blurry as can yeah, be. Yeah, like it, it's really hard to read. But we made it through it. And I actually have liked Brewdog for a while. So I, I like Brewdog beers. I think their cans are hideous and ugly. Yeah. They're always so ugly. You know. And first, their logo sucks too. Is this our fir- this is our first Brewdog, right? Is what we yeah. decided on. I mean, I'm sure there's a backstory, but yeah, it's not. The first time I had... Brewdog, I was actually living in France. France. And they suck. Sorry, France, but you suck at making beers. And All of our French listeners out there. <laughs> I wanted... We do have some. I checked. I wanted the an IPA because I was craving like a real like American-style IPA. Mm-hmm. And I went to Les Bretons, which is this beer bar in Angers. Shout out to Angers, France. And there they had punk IPA and hardcore, I think it was called IPA from Brewdog. And it was the first time I had them. Both were delicious. I'm like, okay, this is a good brewery. And then I've liked them ever since. And they still make the best grapefruit IPA I think I've ever had. Yeah, I think I've only had a couple Brewdog beers. Definitely need to try some more. You can only get so many still here, though. No. Dude, did you see how many like of this skew they have of yeah. Pulp Patriot? Pulp Patriot, Pulp Patriot, V4, single hop, double IPA, <laughs> V2, double dry hop edition, blueberry, raspberry, pomegranate. pomegranate, Pulp Patriot, V3, raspberry, dry hop edition. So many, dude. There's probably a lot at the tap house. And see, I actually went to their tap house in London, went to Brewdog. And it was actually pretty funny because I walked up, you know, ordered drinks and I was like, can I start a tab? And they're like, we don't do that here. (laughs) Oh, you guys must be Americans. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they're like, where are you from? (laughs) So I said, Michigan. They're like, so sorry about Flint. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's a little better now, guys. (laughs) It is actually above. I'm just happy. The water is clean now. I'm just happy because part. like anytime <laughs> I used to talk about Michigan, nobody knew what it was. Mm. And then they would only know it by Detroit because it's dangerous. But now we're known for Flint because our water sucks. So got yeah, that going. Well, you did, for get, us, you did get recognized by being Michigan because of founders. That is true. Madrid. Yeah. Found, which Spain bought, you know, mm-hmm. founders, basically. <laughs> the majority of San it. Miguel. 97%. Yeah. <laughs> So that's probably why they knew founders and they wanted to go to GR. Exactly. Yeah. Which is where you were living. So at least our beer is as good. We're known for beer and shitty water. Cheers. <laughs> beer, shitty water and murder. <laughs> awesome. Well, Michigan. Pure Michigan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Ready? Tim, yeah. I need to be on that one. Let's crack it open. Josh, you don't want to do it early this time? You guys just were too slow. Totally went straight in my eye. <laughs> Happens every time. <laughs> Ooh. 
It's creamy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that milk, sugar. Must be. It is fruity, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if uh, how much of this I could have. <sighs> Buck up. You think you think you would enjoy more than one of these? Easily. Go shot, Bucko. I think I could. Like Josh, if there were different flavors, I could probably do it. Is this the hangover talking or is this you? No, this is me. No, I don't, <laughs> there's no such thing as hangover. What word is that? I think after you finish this nine and a half percent beer, you'll be like, Yeah, I could probably do one more. We've been well, on I don't a, know if we've I been on a two day bender. So a nine and a half percent beer doesn't sound appealing right now, but this is it actually, will by the time you finish. This is actually pretty good. A little hair of the dog. Hair of the dog. Little hair of the brood dog. Brother, oh, hey. nice. <laughs> anyway, talk about this movie. All right. First, we have to talk about something else. Uh-oh. We, we, I brought it up briefly, and you said there was no way, but we got to have Jacob way in again. Jacob, we could talk about this if you just would come out with us. Anyway. Uh-oh. I was opening my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, egg on our face. Oh, no. In the Devil All the Time episode, we specifically said that the scene with, with the, the spiders, spiders looks terrible. I was going to send you guys that video <laughs> because I'm like, I didn't think it looked that bad. And then you guys are talking about terrible. It was real spiders. Real spiders were used <laughs> in the scene. So uh, we looked dumb that because that <laughs> was not bad CGI. It was real. Real, <laughs> real just, life looks fake, guys. Just wanted to throw that out there to no, clarify I that. Yes, I admit that we sound stupid now, but I'm owning up to it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to send you guys that video. I'm like, oh, wait, you guys are so strongly against that. Hey. And I was like, oh, they were real spiders. He's I like, mean, golden orb weavers don't bite <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it still did look like it looked like bad CG, but it wasn't. They obviously, yeah, it was real. Real spiders. Yeah. How We're, much of it was real? Was it a blend? They just no, said it was real spiders. They were real. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. were the spi- spiders real? He's like, yep. It's like they, they were real. They None of them were harmed in the making of the film. And orb and they, weavers and don't, don't bite. bite. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Melling or whatever his name yep. said that. In an so that makes that scene a little bit more woof. Yeah. Real spiders. I mean, yeah. spiders don't bother me that much. For that. I mean, I still that don't really like him anymore. as an actor, but you know, <laughs> his eyes are if, still too close together. Yeah. But <laughs> if it was somebody else delivering that scene could have been yeah. way better. <laughs> still though. I mean, or maybe even how it was shot. Like if they were real, you could tell they were real, then it would make it more powerful. You know what I'm saying? The Just, I don't know, a different camera angle real. or whatever. Yeah. You thought they did look real when you were watching it? I just didn't think they were fake oh. necessarily. Oh, but after you guys, fake. well, I just didn't think that much of it. But after you guys mentioned, I'm like, yeah, I guess they did look pretty fake. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember what I said. How did I react to this part? Well, that's what I'm saying is like maybe a different shot would have shown how like these are 100% real, obviously real. And yeah. it would have been more. Powerful. Maybe it was something about the color grading. Something was off because I mean, they didn't look that like yeah. super realistic. No. Which should have been easy to do if they were. So but you should have noticed like. The huge ball of them like i mean i guess you could have like figured out that yeah they like group up like that if you put just a cluster of them together but like a fake ones would have been like almost like they wouldn't have added that in it would have looked more real yeah right? it would have looked, it more, looked real. more real yeah, than real but because life. they're real they look yeah like, it's you know that flip. it's true yeah know. anyway <laughs> yeah i just had to throw that out there so real make sure, spiders make sure the people know okay now we can get on to our Featured review. 
which is, as I mentioned for, Enola Holmes. This is a new Netflix original, um, kind of just snuck in uh, out of nowhere, and it's a big cast on this one. Uh, Enola Holmes is written by Jack Thorne, based on the book uh, by Nancy Springer, so I guess this is a book series, which features Enola as the main character. Directed by Harry Bradbeer. It stars Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill, Sam Claflin, Helena Bonham Carter, uh, Lewis Partridge, Byrne Gorman, your boy. Oh my god. From what movie? Dark Knight Mo- Dark- uh, Rises. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, plot synopsis reads, When Enola Holmes, Sherlock's teen sister, discovers her mother missing, she sets off to find her becoming a super sleuth in her own right as she outwits her famous brother and unravels a dangerous conspiracy around a mysterious young lord. Let's take a listen to a clip. I have kept every clipping of every case of yours I could ever find. That's flattering. And yet, it took our mother's disappearance to bring you home. She meant to go. She's not coming back. No. But the truth is, Mother always had a reason for everything. Her own way of doing things. And those kind of mysteries are always the most satisfying to unpick. Okay. What did you guys think of Enola Holmes? I enjoyed it. Like, more than I thought I would. Um, I thought all the acting was pretty solid. It was definitely made as, like, a family-type movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. The... Biggest part that really bothered me, I guess, was I'm all for, you know, empowerment and everything. But it Mm. felt like it was like slammed over your head. Like any time they could get a chance to say something about it, they did like every single time, which again, like I'm totally okay with that. But that was one of the biggest problems with me is just too much of it and also too much of the fourth wall breaking. There was a yeah. couple of times it was just like... There was one time in particular that was really bad. If you're talking about the water? N- no. Oh, that part bothered me. <laughs> the water. Her head was in... The, oh, she's no. She's like, winks. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh. Yeah, I like that. Really? Uh, it was the part where she's like... I don't know. She gets up from the ground and says something. Oh, some line. She's really cheesy. Like, right to the camera. Uh, anyway, I don't know. That was the one that it just... That was the one that stuck out to me. Yeah. But I did. I mean, I thought the mystery parts and how everything fit together was interesting. Uh, I mean, it was pretty basic overall, but everything was tied up nicely for me. I didn't. There wasn't like huge holes that I noticed. Maybe you guys can find some. But yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was amazing, but. It was definitely, I enjoyed watching it. I, by the time it was, it went by very well. I thought the pacing was pretty good. Didn't do anything super special with cinematography or anything, but it was good enough. I mean, basic. And I really don't have too many really bad things to say about it. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, I didn't get the whole empowerment vibes too much. So what? <laughs> you pretty much bash you over the head with it. Like I the entire time. I didn't time. get that at all. Just so. Everything, yeah. I don't know, Kyle. (laughs) I mean, literally, the plot of the movie is about female. I mean, the whole plot, the uh, voting and everything. Yeah, like the whole. They kept talking about feminism and everything. 
Okay. <laughs> I didn't think it was excessive. Oh, that's perfectly fine too. I, I, I guess because I'm, it felt like it was trying to convince me when I'm already convinced, like I'm perfectly okay with that, you know, already. <laughs> so when it keeps being so obvious to me, it's like, I don't need that, but I'm not a, like necessarily thought it was bad because I guess it is good for, especially if like young girls are watching this and just know that they can do whatever and they don't have to fit into this typecast role of society and they can be even better than the guys like Sherlock Holmes, like I said in the synopsis there. So she can be even better, right? So I get it, but it just did feel heavy handed to me who already just completely agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, didn't get that vibe at all, (laughs) but I did like it because it didn't, it knew what it was and it stuck to it. Yeah. And it didn't try to be anything it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. You know, it was a fun, fun movie that didn't, you didn't feel the length and it was over two hours. I didn't feel like it was over two hours. I, I thought the pacing was Yeah. I fine. didn't feel that either. Never felt like got fatigued watching it. Um, they kept it, kept it pretty fresh throughout the whole thing. Obviously that it's not like going to blow you away in terms of action or anything, but you weren't, I wasn't expecting that. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't, I think this, this movie had a ceiling for me and I think that it got right to where I thought it'd be. And that was it. Like, yeah, nothing not, wrong. There was nothing like yeah. bad about it. There was nothing like ex- amazing about it. The acting was really good. I thought, yeah. I mean, nothing, not every movie has to be this profound, right. like slam you over their face or be like have little messages like sometimes it can just be a fun just movie, a fun movie yeah. to watch and you just i enjoyed just it being on the screen and and this was by netflix i believe so it's because i mean they basically own cavill now <laughs> well yeah. like netflix is usually like either good or it's bad well so the the weird thing is that the director if you know who he is I did see it. He's the creator and the director of uh, Fleabag. Fleabag, yep. Which is a prime show. So it's weird that this, if this was totally produced by Netflix, that they had him do it, you know? Or, I mean, I guess you can work for multiple studios. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought it was, like, pretty much in line with what you're saying, you know, like, in line with expectations. I probably expected a little bit more from it because of the ratings and... It being like a tied into the Sherlock Holmes story or just that universe, Um, like especially the mystery aspect and like stuff like that. Like it didn't seem as uh, as rewarding on that level because it is I think it is probably aimed at a younger audience. Yeah. Just with the star Millie Bobby Brown and it's probably I'm guessing it's PG. No, nope. it might be PG 13. Interesting. Cause I was surprised that it was a PG. Well, I mean that rating. part where he hits his head on that. Yeah. Part was pretty. Oh yeah. It was that a was couple pretty, like dark. Okay. Yeah. PG 13. Well, I saw them like, okay. Regardless, like yeah. it, you know, like most of the, most of the solving of mysteries just comes from like word jumbles. And it's like, there's not really that much beneath the surface. Well, really. see, that's also what I like too, because like those were clues left for her specifically, right? Mm-hmm. To help her find and it was like her mother guiding her basically. 
Whereas like, yeah. you also had Sherlock Holmes who was finding all this completely separately uh, in a completely different way than what she was finding. Right. Right. Because he came to the same conclusion in the end. Right. Right. But he way. did it in a completely different way. So I thought that was interesting because it showed. Yeah, I that mean, was. Yeah, that was interesting. But yeah. in terms of like the plot also was like it seemed a little convoluted and like I was wondering Especially by the end, I like I haven't thought about this movie or remembered anything about it, and I just watched it f- four days ago. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's like washed right over me. Right, but like the end, you know, when it's ends up being, well, we'll get into it. But it ends up being a different person. You know, they try to have that big reveal, big twist, or whatever. And Scooby it's just, Doo. Yeah, I was like, okay, and I, I don't know all that. Just the I like the journey, but the conclusion was just like a wet noodle for me. But overall, yeah, I just feel like it was pretty average. I mean, the acting is probably the thing that stands out. Like, I can't think of anything camera work-wise that really no. stands out. And it the, was basic, yeah. The music kind of fits the tone of like. Yeah. It always is. T- the music is always telling you how to feel. Like it will change constantly. Like to go along with every scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those like corny oh, scores yeah. that yeah. goes with that. So it was kind of annoying, but it fit like the tone. It kind of fit. This movie kind of felt to me like Knives Out, and but not as good for mm. me. But like whimsical, it was, yeah, like yeah. over the top, like campy, fun, like. And I mean that one did the mystery part, I guess, better. But really, I guess in these kind of things, even though whodunits or mysteries, that really the goal is finding out, right? Who done it, right? <laughs> I don't. That's the least interesting part to me. Yeah. Right. It's the. It's like everything. Find out who did, yeah. Like, okay, it's all whatever. those little things. Finding. I mean, I love those. Even as kids, like, I can tell if I watched this as a kid, I would have loved it. Like all right. the little things. While they seem pretty obvious and not that complex to me now, I would have loved that yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah find like treasure map type. I even ish. loved like her, the fact that her name was alone yeah like that specific kind of thing because i mean that was pretty smart right because sherlock and mykoff didn't mean anything so it's like that already showed like planning so far ahead and everything but yeah it was interesting but yeah i I agree like the conclusion uh, i mean it didn't blow me away or anything but it didn't really matter to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Because it was just a fun ride, I guess, to This that was um, th- supposed to be a Warner Brothers picture, and it got sold to Netflix. Mm, okay. Because of the pandemic. There it was going to have a theatrical release. Yeah, that makes more sense with okay. you know the size of the cast and everything. And yeah. It doesn't really... I mean, it, it does feel somewhat like a Netflix movie. It, but it fits right in, but it did kind of... I don't know, I felt like it was... I didn't think it was a straight to Netflix. No, no. I know what you're saying. It felt bigger, yeah. Yeah. More polished. <laughs> Just like the... So the two things, too, that we're talking about, the tone, like, the way that, you know, breaking of the fourth wall and all that stuff, like, I feel like it actually started off being, like, super stylized that way in that regard of, like, always breaking the fourth wall you know, the phase one, phase two showing up on the screen all the time. And oh, then yeah. after the first like 30 minutes, it's just gone from the movie. Yeah. 
It comes back. Well, because she yeah, forgets. Yeah, but it's like gone what, for a whole, like. Because she forgets what phase she's in, right? Yeah. yeah. She's like. A six, seven, eight, whatever. something. There's like a little bit of breaking the fourth wall in there, but it's like really, really heavy in the first it is. 30 minutes and then it's gone and then it comes back a little bit. Maybe that's to show that like at first she had to lean more on other people or everything and then she started coming into her own and figuring out. I wouldn't look that deep into it, but, and then as far as the feminist angle, like it's obviously in the plot, yeah. but I wish that they did lean more into the thing, the angle that you're talking about of them not needing to fit into this like typecast role because, or she even says too that she doesn't need like this boy or whatever, but then ends up you know, going back to him, like that was the biggest wanting to be with him. Yeah. That part kind of hurt it for me too. But at the same time, it didn't necessarily just because of like, I can't, don't want to like spoil it, but because of how that one scene with the gate and they're talking through it. Yeah. Like it still showed to me that it was her decision, which is kind of different from what you would have seen. Yeah. It's better than, yeah, yeah, it's better than what it could have been or it was like him you know, versus mm-hmm. her. Wanting. Yeah. But yeah, like in they're fighting for like the right, the the right to vote. It's women's suffrage, which like I think if it's a modern movie like that's they already have that right now, you know, so leaning into something where they don't need to fit this typecast role and they can do just as much. That's still a message that can resonate today because. Yeah. You know, there is like, you know, pay gap and all these things. We still have stereotypes and roles that we think women need to fall into and all that stuff. That's still going on today. Whereas like they have the right to vote today. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't need to hear that message doesn't need to be pounded in. Focus on the other message that right. would still resonate today. Right. <clears throat> Do we want to get into some spoilers? I mean, yeah, it, there's not like a spoil, spoil, but if we say if we we can talk more freely about it. And then if it's there's a spoiler, we don't have to yeah. uh, censor ourselves. Yeah, because again, for me, it was like the journey, right? Right. <laughs> I guess like you just spoil specific puzzles or something they figured out. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't even really need to spoil. get into the plot. Yeah, exactly. At all. Yeah. But like, I don't know. What about technical aspects? Uh, one note I had was, which is surprising that it's a Warner Brothers movie and it wasn't a Netflix because I thought the effects were just as bad as most Netflix originals. Like some of the, like, especially on the train scene stands out, like mm. the background and the blue, blue or green screening, however they did it. Yeah, really. Some stuff like that really stood out. Yeah. Which I'm sure it was a lower budget movie in terms of effects. Because they spent so much on the actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's why I thought it might have been produced by Netflix because they always have yeah subpar effects usually really do though <laughs> like the five bloods <laughs> yeah but i i do want to point out that millie Bobby brown i thought this was really good for her because i mean i love stranger things but she really doesn't have to do much in that for the most part she doesn't say a lot right yeah so well, this is the first time i really got to see her like season one season two three she talked a lot i just don't think but she's like muted right because she's not a normal person it was nice to see her like in a different light like very expressive versus more muted and i thought she did great like i don't really have any problems with what she did Mm -hmm. not at all Mm -hmm. 
so there's the two. <laughs> so, so a lot of people think that Henry Cavill is a bad actor or Sam Claflin's a bad actor. And it's funny when reading some of the like letterbox reviews, some people, some people say that Henry Cavill was great in it, and then Sam Claflin sucked. And then some people say Sam Claflin was great, and Henry Cavill sucked. Like, they either think one or the other. I mean, I didn't have a problem, really, with either of them. I didn't but have a problem <laughs> with either. I thought Cavill did fine in this. Yeah, that, like, that's what I thought. I have, there's nothing I can say that was, like, bad. Yeah. He delivered Same. all his lines well. And, I mean, he is the most Jack Sherlock Holmes I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes... Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at... Uh, Downey's version of Sherlock. I mean, he's supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to be like this yeah. Renaissance man that can do everything. But he is not Henry Cavill. He's but not yeah, Superman. He fits. <laughs> Henry Cavill fits that. <laughs> or Gary. Maybe a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> in that he, uh, Sam Claflin's supposed to be his older brother in this, right? Michael, but Henry Cavill's yeah. way older than Sam Claflin, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks young. I I mean, honestly, if I have to think, this is one of the better renditions of Sherlock I've seen. I, I will say the Cumberbatch is my favorite Sherlock, except the new episodes. Like the, but like the original BBC older episodes, amazing. If you haven't yeah. watched that. I haven't. So. Oh, awesome. you need to watch. <laughs> They're so good. I don't First see. Two seasons, but three. that's what I'm saying is it, a rendition of Sherlock I expect there to be more or like more rewarding in terms of like solving the mystery. Yeah, Where like this, I didn't really feel that. It just felt but it wasn't Sherlock. Well, that, well, he's saying a rendition of Sherlock, right? Yeah. But I mean, there definitely was stuff figured out. I mean, there's not. I don't think the Dow, uh, Robert Downey Jr. version was that great. No. I still haven't seen that either. Okay, so. like I didn't really like that one, <laughs> and. Okay. I mean, other than Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd yeah. century. The cartoon. Um, <laughs> my, the best rendition of Sherlock is The Great Mouse Detective. Jacob. That is a great movie. <laughs> but One of my favorites. Like, there's not a lot that I can compare it to. And I, no, it's fair. But yeah. And I, I mean, I mean, it was pretty good. Any, and any Sherlock, mystery, whenever though. he talked, it felt like Sherlock of any other Sherlock thing I've seen. He talked... He was so perceptive with like the heels and like everything like that. Mm-hmm. That felt like Sherlock, but I liked how she had her own way of doing it. Yeah. And Sherlock had his and like, I mean, if they wanted to do a sequel with him and her, that could be interesting too. Well, there, could he, there to, would definitely, if it was successful, there would def, they might just go straight to Netflix now instead yeah. of I mean, going, he said he wanted to take her on as Because this is a ward, series right? of uh, books. Like that could be interesting too. The like she's the Watson, right? Because there was right. no Watson in this. Yeah, Mykoff is like his enemy in other ones. Mm-hmm. But are they brothers? And they in are the brothers yeah. always. Yeah, always. Like his his but they're brother. both insanely smart and good. Right. Just different. You need to watch the Sherlock BBC Sherlock. Okay. Oh, well, they're so <laughs> fucking long. I'd rather watch a movie. <laughs> but there's only like ten episodes. Yeah, yeah that's ten movies I can watch. Yeah, they're all like an hour. Okay, actually, they're I do like have, good. At, they're good as movies, though. Like. Well, yeah, but <laughs> can't log them on Letterboxd. Um, True. There's things that I, there's actually questions I have about the plot because I know we said we weren't going to get into it, but I didn't <laughs> even think about this. The two, like, the two, there's two separate el- plot elements solving the her mom missing and yeah. then the Lord. 
Mm-hmm. Like those are completely separate. They don't really intertwine. I mean, they do at the end, right? It ends up being the same thing because he votes for the thing that hit her because they her mom was fighting for feminism. Yes. And she did it in a way but that's that just was coincidental. Better. That's not like because what their plan was was to like bomb the yeah the parliament or whatever. And then she'd found another way to do it. Yes. But that's what I'm saying is all that was basically coincidental. Yeah. Okay. Or was it? <laughs> yes. Get everything else planned out. Yeah, I mean that's when that's that's when I said it was a little convoluted. I couldn't think of it because like I said this movie washed over me, but that was the part I was talking about where it kept going between her trying to find her mom and then solving this case which they call they keep calling it a crime also. That's the other thing is that they keep saying solve the crime when he's just missing unless they're talking about the murder of his father. What what are they referring to? Well, I mean, I think the crime was just him running away or whatever. Okay, but he's just missing. Well, I mean, it's... there was the there was the actual crime, right? Where the family was trying to kill him. Yes, but they refer to that before that they even have that even I happens. I, I don't remember that specifically. Well, but, yeah, but that's yeah. why if you didn't <laughs> yeah. like write it down, you wouldn't have that yeah. you wouldn't remember that exact line yeah. in the movie. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought it was weird like just some plot things that bothered me i just felt like that was kind of her deviation from how she was raised like her making her own choice because even though her mom her mom raised her right to make her own choices not fit into that typecast role not just do something for a man and then she did it anyway right but did it in her own way and ended up not taking her own choice not just what she learned from her mom right so she went off and ended up saving him anyway. And in the end, it ended up working out for her. And her mom was like, I, basically like, I was wrong. You did it a better way. And it just helps show how she learned so much that she can break away from not only what she was taught from her mom or Sherlock or whatever and make her own decisions that she is competent enough to do that as her own woman or whatever, or girl. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But I just think yeah, that no, the movie I get it too, does, yeah. a, does yeah. a, do a great job. It doesn't do as good a job as that. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't like lead you to that really. But yeah. yeah. I can see it, I guess, if I'm like. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pulling. Really looking. Yeah. With a telescope. Yeah. <laughs> no, Magnifying glass. It's, it's, it's Sherlock Holmes. All the layers. <laughs> um, yeah. I really don't have much, much else. No, anything. It's it's worth a watch. I mean, yeah, it's free. It's on mindless so. entertainment. It's a good time. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Fleabag, but from what I've heard, if you have seen Fleabag, that this is gonna be like even worse because it's basically trying to do a lot of. I mean, from what I know, that show is very like female empowering and but yeah. done in a more subtle way, and it's a season. You know, you have seasons to build up these characters whereas this like you really gotta get to know them and everything in less than two hours so right yeah it's just like a lesser people are saying it's a lesser version of that which i really want to watch it it's been on my list for a while it's i feel like to be i watched a really good show of it but i can't remember i think i watched first episode or two of it didn't hook you huh obviously didn't hook me because <laughs> i stopped <laughs> yeah you chugged it <laughs> Jacob's turn. 
Some good burr. It is good. Um, okay, you wanna you wanna rate this? Yeah. Enola Holmes. I give it a Ebola three out Holmes. of five. Three out of five. Two point five. All right. So we'll do uh, we'll do our recommended film first because we just literally just watched it, and uh, it's obviously something that we all can talk about. So we watched uh, ICU, which I guess we're saying is twenty twenty. Fine with that. This was written by Devin Gray and directed by Adam Randall. It stars Helen Hunt, John Tenney, Judah Lewis, Owen Teague, and Lieb Bearer. Bar. Sorry about that, Lieb. What's your new name? <laughs> Sorry, Lieb. Or Lab. Blossom <laughs> <laughs> Strange. Uh, strange occurrences plague a small town detective and his family as he investigates the disappearance of a young boy. So, what'd you guys think of ICU? I mean,. Like, I didn't, like, look at the scores before I watched it, and then I looked at them, and I'm just like, mm. Yeah. I didn't, like, dislike it at all. I didn't dislike it, but I was bored for most of it. And it, Yes. <laughs> like, I, how long was it? It's an hour and 35 minutes. Wow. See, so we're talking about Nola Holmes. Two, over two hours. Good time. I watched it straight through fine. This one, I'm like, woof. How much longer is this movie? Especially. I literally thought it was almost over when they did like the me shift. Me too. <laughs> when it did the shift, yeah. that was way too much. Oh my God. It you're was rewatching way like, too much. You're rewatching so much of it. I'm like, so oh my much. God. And I'm like, okay, I get it that these. Yes, this you get what that happened. It's not paranormal. Yeah. It's, yeah, move on. <laughs> Which was cool and everything. But then it, it was not. It was. This is a horror movie? Thriller. Mm, thriller? Yeah. Okay, because it wasn't scary at all. It falls into the genre of horror, thriller. but yeah. Mm, psychological is kind of stretching, too, because it wasn't... I mean, if you didn't you didn't see it coming, though. Yeah, but it, like it, I didn't feel like, ooh, after it came, <laughs> like after it was there. It, it was just, for me, it was mostly extremely boring, and I didn't want to have to rewatch half the movie again mm-hmm. to get the point that they were doing. The twist at the end, I thought, was pretty good i i mean it didn't like blow my mind or anything but i didn't necessarily expect it either like i'm not gonna lie and say i knew the whole time because i didn't but yeah probably how would you know yeah how would you know right it didn't lead you to thinking that yeah which maybe would have made it better (laughs) but it was mostly just boring i mean some of the shots were cool, but I felt like they did a lot of drone and a lot of slow pans forward, which I thought they I was really trying to reach with the name. I see you and be like, oh, they're being watched. But I didn't even get that feeling with how it was shot, like that they were being watched or something like it just felt like the slow pan forward. So for so many scenes. Yeah, it's pretty like in line with, you know cheap horror movies they do that a lot yeah of like just the slow push in and i didn't care about any of the characters like i had no attachments to any of the characters i don't feel another problem in itself is yeah who are you supposed to empathize with because they're all bad they're all shitty and like i shout out for playing overwatch (laughs) but like i didn't care about anybody in this movie anybody so it's like how am i supposed to feel bad or feel good or like it, it, it's like it purposely made you like indifferent to everyone. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, I again, it sounds bad. I did not hate it. 
because technically like it was pretty well done like there there was no really weak points with the acting except maybe the the kid yeah the boy and well i was gonna say the boyfriend too which he's from other the boyfriend they're not dating okay the the guy she cheated with oh him yeah Yeah, oh okay yeah yeah yeah, he, what, he was kind of bad, too, because I'm just like, if you're trying to be secret and stuff, why are you just like <laughs> being so loud and everything? Yeah. That seemed a little bit much, but... It didn't stand out as bad, but uh, these are all no names besides Helen Hunt, right? Like, Yeah. I mean, they probably are like TV actors, which... He is. This movie felt very like TV. TV-esque movie. <laughs> yeah. But again, I did not hate it. It's just it didn't do anything special at all. Like, there was nothing that, like, stood out to me at all. It was a basic, like, if I was back when I was back in high school or middle school watching horror movies and stuff for the first time, probably would enjoy it a bit. But, like, Grudge or something like that. But it just wasn't, an, it wasn't scary. It wasn't mind-bending in a way that felt satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of left me, like, it was like, Okay. Yep. I didn't don't agree with you on certain things. That's I fair. don't think it was that boring. And I do like I do like how you had parallel film stories. Vantage, yeah. different van like Yeah, like in you're a basically way rewatching multiple. it from a new vantage point. Mm-hmm. That was really cool cuz like I didn't I didn't really get because you thought it was like paranormal and then it, this is kind was of like it? spoiling, yeah. I guess, but. Yeah, we said that already. You think it's paranormal, but it's not. It's yeah. fine. And so I liked that angle. And then you, you like, it was building up to the fact that the kid was going to do it. And then you find another twist. And then that was, I also thought that was kind of cool too, because it added like another element that, that you didn't. That you didn't expect. And I don't think that there was any... I didn't see any real like plot holes. I feel like everything kind of wrapped up like really well. There was no like loose ends. Like there was never time when I was like... I have one question. But. Wait, why did that happen? So... But I, I mean, it's not like amazing. I put in the same... It's like a less... It's like a worse version of um, The Strangers or whatever. Mm-hmm. With Liv Tyler, but I love the original Strangers. It reminded me, yeah, of, um, just, I said it's a worse with, with uh, Bruce Willis, or it, but not like, yeah, kind of, kind of like I that. put this or in vantage the same. Point. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of put this in the same realm as like um, the Lodge, mm. in terms of like filming. Really, I don't know. The Lodge, the Lodge was, was much. More artful yeah i thought no, I the like lodge was pretty similar. beautiful overall. this was like yeah lodge felt like a movie this felt like a tv like a tv movie well i think it falls in the same realm i mean i don't love the lodge or anything i'm saying like when but you see aesthetically like yeah there's just like movies that you see and you're like this doesn't fit look like a fit or feel like a film it's hard to describe yeah it's very hard to yeah. put into words why but i okay um i th- I don't didn't think it love sh- it. was shot badly. I didn't hate it. And I pretty much have this. It's funny how we like have this almost the same exact notes or f- problems. Like I did feel very bored, especially in the middle. I think the end, 
it does the end help elevates it a little bit but yeah it was very i thought the pacing was was pretty slow and i didn't like rewatching everything like i understood the majority of of the things were because of what they were doing or what these people were doing excuse me um so yeah, I didn't need to like rewatch all those things. There's certain things that you have to that you have to see to give you clues to what's gonna happen later or whatever. But not the whole like when you when Every that twist part, happens, yeah. it's like it's got to be close to the halfway point because you rewatch the whole Literally, first half again yeah. <laughs> until the end. So it's got to be like around halfway, and I thought it was almost over by then. But yeah, it just kind of felt like a TV movie. But the writing, like the dialogue, was pretty bad like a lot of like clunky exposition thrown in to certain parts um but like the story was overall was was better than i thought because i was really i was really wondering like what the hell why are we why are they so focused on this one thing when it doesn't seem to tie in at all like at one point i was like it should just be focused on why is this even in here they should have just focused on the frogging and just have it be completely random. It's kind of like hush or something like that. Yeah, like it's just a random act of That's violence or chaos. Me. But in the end, yeah. If they're going to add that, like I like the fact that it was okay, we'll have to get into spoilers like now. Yeah. Um spoilers. Yeah, so spoilers. I like the fact that it was the kid from obviously one of the kids that he tortured or or was a the molested um to come back but the his i wish that it would have kind of showed his motivation earlier not without revealing it but been because they really just make it seem like he's kind of just off a bad person yeah off the wall and kind of crazy and that's why he's doing it when it's like he really has a more specific reason which it would have been better if he i don't know didn't seem so like mentally unstable and that he had a reason, but you don't know what the reason was. Mm-hmm. Like you could do it without revealing it. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Cause I, it just felt like he, that's what I'm saying about like, I didn't care about anyone because they all just felt like, like not good people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how am I supposed to like sympathize for him? If they just made him look crazy for the whole movie. Yeah. Doing these random bad things. Cause like I mean I the mom right and the son did nothing to him right yeah so why are they why did he fucking knock him out and put him in a bathtub he didn't do anything yeah so that seems like a little bit that makes you kind of like not like him and not care about him and the fact that don't you think he should sympathize with the Them. kid because I yeah mean, he's, I mean he's a little bit older but he's still a young boy like hello you you went through this you're gonna put some kid through this. Yeah. Focus on the dad. Yeah. Or the cop. It's yeah. Now why fuck him up more? Cause he already yeah. went through a lot of <laughs> shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it made you just kind of hate everybody, you know, like you hate the mom because what she did, you hate the dad because at the end, because of what he does, you hate the kid because of what he, you know, it's just like, what about Lieb? <laughs> yeah. Really? It's like the she most was good person. She just happened to be. I mean, frogging. besides the fact that she breaks into people's houses. Yeah, but she didn't steal anything. No. Other than food. No. Yeah. She's doing it for fun. Well, she's homeless. They say it's better than park benches and subways. Right. She does it to survive. But 
Okay, plot holes. You said there's no plot holes. There's two parts. So they go Lieb or whatever. I don't even. What's the character's name? Anna? No, I, I don't know. Already. Anyway, literally, we just watched it. Can't even remember her name. She, they she goes into. How does she get into the forest? Anyway, she gets into the woods. Because he put her in the back of the trunk, the yes. younger guy, because she was knocked out or whatever. Yeah. And then the other, the dad drove off and ended up going there. I don't know why he went there necessarily, but. But she was in the trunk. She was how in did the she trunk, get out? out. A, and how did she get out and onto the phone with 911 without him noticing? That part I don't know. So I think he left. He like parked the car and then like left. Where'd he go? I don't know. Okay. Anyway. It was Mindy. Well, there's that problem. Mindy. Mindy yeah. And then the fact that she oh. stumbles upon the trailer, like right there, this, this trailer that he takes his victims to when wasn't there a search party literally scanning the, the entire, entire forest. forest. Yeah. Cause yeah, like I, they had that line where like, you're never going to find him or whatever. Like it's, you know, it like this magic tra- it disappears. It's a trailer. He moves it. Yeah, that's what I figured too. Is he just moves in? That's why he disappears. Yeah, but it's parked. It's never in the same spot. <laughs> okay, but you're still not going to avoid it being found if you're moving it, even in the woods. Like, there would be. He doesn't have. He doesn't know where they're. Like, he's not looking. Yes, he's part of the police, but he's not with the search party every day saying, oh, they're getting close. Maybe I should move it. Yeah, or, because he's a lead detective. He's telling them where to look. Like, we should scan this part of the woods. It's like Dexter. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. It's like Dexter. That's like a hu- way too big of a suspension of disbelief. Like you don't think that cops can lead you to a different. Like if he's a lead detective, let's look here, and he moves his I shit out know. of the way. Mm-mm. And then when they already searched that, he moves it back to where they already searched. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't know why he left kind of like traces anyway and shit. But that was a problem, and because I like, or I like the line earlier that. You know, like you're never gonna find it or whatever. That was when I thought it was like still something paranormal, paranormal. or you think it's paranormal. But anyway. And then they go visit the other victim and he's there with them. Wouldn't he recognize him? That was what confused me he too. He started he did. He started like no, screaming. He had like what happened to him? He did it to himself. He like burned his face. That's so convenient. Though. I don't know. Yeah. He burned his face and made himself blind so he can't figure out who this guy is now. Oh, he was blind? Well, his eye was all fucked up. Oh, well. So that's why I figured he couldn't see him, but it just seemed weird to me. I don't know. But they don't say that he's blind. You don't know that he's blind. And then after that part, they just kind of like forget that ever happened and shit. Like, I don't know. That whole part seemed kind of pointless to me. Yeah, that was was weird. I mean, he does notice him. That's why... That's why he starts having a. I thought he just screamed because he remembered the other guy, and it was just a traumatic experience. No, I think it was because he saw the guy. He saw. Okay, so he. But saw he w- if he. So saw why him, would he why put himself in that situation, though? Yeah. Why would you not? You just like, oh no, I'm not going to do it. I'm the lead detective, but I'm not going to go with you to talk to the, the main witness. Pretty big suspension. Yeah. Why is how is that suspension? You think the lead detective isn't going to f- isn't no, going to go to the? But main why witness? would the kid? Yeah, because he knows the kids there. He's like, no, you got this one. He could make some excuse, right? Like, right. You know, oh, yeah, uh, I just, I can't handle that. Or, or you know, you should go this that alone. I have, so something, much I have something else to do right now. Then that would have been corny. That was. But it's more believable than than the kid looking at him. And I mean, can he talk? He could say, that's the guy. 
He's obviously mentally unstable and fucked up. And the other kid, the one who's the one who knows who it is. At all is the problem. Like. The one who knows who it is broke into his house, lived there, did all this shit to him. He knew who he was. Right. Yeah. Why didn't he say anything? Because he wanted his own revenge. Why did he let that one guy take the fall 15 years ago or whatever it was? Because he was 10, eight years old. You think an eight-year-old's gonna say? But yeah, he knows who he is, right? Now it was fifteen. He years always later. knew he was. Why did he break into his house? He knew it was him. That's why he went there. To exa- to get he revenge. chose the house, not Mindy. He did. Yeah, so I he know. knew it was him. So I know. I know how to pick him. Yeah. yeah. So why didn't he like? Because he wanted say his own revenge. But he just let all these other kids get. There mm. wasn't other kids. There was there was no kids for there was 15, two kids in the for fifteen years. Jacob, this is fifteen years later. Oh, he didn't do anything. He between? did nothing for fifteen years. Oh, they they put they put the guy away in jail fifteen years ago, and there was not a, uh, a report up until now. Mm. I just assumed that's because that's why they I said it's a copycat because they thought someone young was coming back. I thought they just assumed that this was the first time he got caught again. So no, he said he put him away in jail fifteen years ago. Yeah, but. I didn't think he w- stopped doing something. He just well, if you put someone away for jail better. for it, why would like why would you? Yeah, why would you? I keep guess doing that it? makes sense. I didn't think that though. Yeah, because then, well, I mean, he has to have some compulsion. Why would he stop? And why did they think it was that other guy then in the first place? Because he had he. Pr- I mean, he was the detective. Yeah, then, he planted, so he, he planted he, it on him. Yeah, he mm. set it up to take the fall. No plot holes. <laughs> it's it, the plot might be not thick, but there's no holes in it. Debatable. Everything's tied up. I just answered it. And that's yeah, with like the worst bu- answer. Suspending belief because you're, uh, the lead detective isn't going to go ask the lead witness is th- you're going to ask him. You're not going to be like, oh no, I don't, I think I'm okay. That would have been so corny if he would have done that. But the fact that he actually went to this victim's house that he did. Well, I just thought it was convenient. I thought it was just convenient that the kid happened to burn his eyes and shit. So Maybe. Could, you still don't even know if he's blind. Well, his eye was all shiny and shit. Well, I know. I'm saying or like, he's like possessed by a demon, but then we figure out it's not paranormal. Oh, so. no. he He's not blind. Duh, we're, we're idiots. Oh, he he's was literally he, painting um, those yeah, figures. Yeah, but only one eye could be. Yeah. Okay, so he has one eye that can see the guy right there. So he would have known it was him. Going, hmm, hmm. Can he not talk? Yeah, he can it's talk. fucked up. Obviously, so he's fucked stupid. up. <laughs> I don't know. That part just was like... Yeah, why? Yeah. Because the thing is, after that, they go back and listen to a tape of when he was a kid. Like That part led, like didn't give us anything additional to the movie. It was completely... He could have point- just listened to the they tape. They could have just for- never met... The kid and yeah. just said all kids had died, or just said, "Hey, here's the tape from the investigation 15 years ago." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they wanted to talk to him, see if he remembered, like had more details. I felt like they that said scene that was there to make you think more that it was like a paranormal thing. No, he said then that with his shiny eye, he said shiny that eye. they said that um, maybe now he he remembers more details about the account than then. Uh, yeah. The lady cop says it. Yeah, but if they just killed him off or something, then. Killed who off? The kid. He killed the other kids, right? He just always let all um, of the kids go. That no, seems he, like a no. There was loose six ends. bodies. Six. You said five or six dead bodies with and the he green left two alive. 
Why? The two two escaped. You didn't watch the fucking movie. If you guys, I'm answering every question. He escaped and then burned himself. The two kids escaped. They said they were they were the only two that got away. And he never. But you don't remember watching them run down the hill away from him. They were running through the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got they they said there's two kids that escaped. And then they he burnt one burned themselves and the other one didn't say anything for fifteen years. Yeah. You know how pe- you know how long how long was Larry Nasser raping these girls for how long and then it came out twenty nine years later. But they were somebody, saying something. No one believed them. Yeah, maybe they did say something. It doesn't. That's not a detail that needs to be mentioned. And they weren't like at the trial and be like, no, that guy didn't do anything. <laughs> But you're you're, talk, you're saying an eight year old or a ten year old in front of a court is gonna say that's not the right guy. Well, he didn't even like try to cover like yeah he didn't go cover his face he or just, like yeah because they pan up and it's just him like plain clothes yeah. standing right there yeah because he was trying to get him in his car to take him yeah so like that's what he's saying that's like, why he said that he didn't do that to the kid on the bike. Because he was on a bike. He, yeah, he, was, he, he, he picked him. <laughs> he put the string that pulled him away off of his bike. And his <laughs> well, he like hit it and flew off. That was funny. <laughs> no plot holes. Okay. There could be plot holes. There might not be. But it's like... It's thin, very, very thin ice. I didn't say it was a thick bl- plot, but there's no holes in it. Well, I'm saying there could and be you two. Had, you had multiple. You say there's no holes, but you had multiple layers going on and not have any plot holes. That's a pretty good, pretty good job. It's okay. I, it's not bad either. I like, didn't hate it. I, yeah, I just wasn't enthralled by. It. I was more enthralled by Enola Holmes and that puzzles than this. Well, I think part of it is that part of why it is so average is that I think it had a lot of potential to be a really good movie. Like, you know, if it had like more of a tone or just a little bit denser plot, you know, something like prisoners or I don't know, like a Fincher esque. Well, obviously movie. this guy's not Denny or Fincher. But he could two be. Legendary Why not? Directors. Why can't any director Apply be yourself? like that? Yeah. It's just they weren't second movie, but they weren't what they were until they are what they are, right? Yeah, <laughs> so it's like anybody can be that. Just not this everyone is. Second, is. This is the guy's second movie, and yeah, and the guy that wrote it is his first movie. So you, of course he's not going to do it his first first go. Denny's first movie wasn't great. Fincher's great first movie wasn't great. What was Van Gogh's first? Whatever he painted, the hands of the peasants. You don't even know his first painting. You just know the first one that got big. We don't know. His first painting could have been horrible. I saw. I went to the Van Gogh Museum <laughs> in Amsterdam. Saw his paintings. All pretty good. Yeah, the ones that there you was got one. I guarantee there you was sc- one. There was one that was shit. hated, but it's yeah because of the colors. It was meant to be hated. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't feel like it went far enough, and it could have been tightened up a little bit. Yeah. Anything else to say on I See You? Mm-mm. Okay, let's rate it then. I gave it a... Oh, I did like the score. Yeah, His first, like the time, first time composing, too. Cool. I give it a 2.5. Uh, I give it a 3. Uh, I gave it a 2.5. <laughs> <laughs>
You know what David Fincher's first directing credits are? All yeah. music videos. Yeah. So you think he's a great director because he started out as doing music videos? Well, were the music videos I've never seen? Them. They're probably they awesome. Music videos. They're probably sweet. Steve Winwood. You guys know a Steve Winwood guy? No. What about Ryan Cooper? Me neither. Are we supposed to know them? They he was on his uh, credits, so apparently they're amazing films or amazing music videos. I said I've never seen them, so I don't know. But I never said that. I'm saying maybe on their first movies too, I would have also given given them a two and a half. The first movie, the first movie he cr- credited Alien for 3. was Alien Three, and it I was know. horrible. <laughs> yeah, right. Alien Three. Alien Three is great. Director's cut. Alien Three is bad because the studio interfered so much. That's why Alien Three is really bad. Fincher had his own. You just vision said it was great. They, yeah, the director's cut is pretty good. And even that, he couldn't get it. He couldn't get it completely how he wanted because of so much interference in the process of making it. Dang, Alien got so many good direct. Like, why? Jean, uh, the it went fourth from, one is the the notorious French director too. Really? Yeah. What resurrection? John something. Is that the fourth one? So yeah. went Ridley Scott, James Cameron, Dave Fincher, Dave Fincher, and then <laughs> the I forget heck? this guy's name, but. Well, what'd you, who'd you say? Ridley Scott, James Cameron, and then... David Fincher. Well, yeah. You could argue that James Cameron is a good director. The guy is definitely the most profitable, probably. <laughs> no, he is. John Pierre <laughs> Junet. But I will yeah. say I loved Alien and Aliens. So, And I think Aliens stands up pretty well, special effects-wise today. I, I would have to watch Alien again, but... Oh, Alien's amazing. It's all practical. So is Aliens. So. That's why it's good. Yeah. Okay. So wants to go first for what else we've been watching? I think Jacob's the only one that saw something. <laughs> I'm the only one. Jacob has other things. Yeah. Um, well, I'll start out with the one that's not so great. I wa- I rewatched Spy Kids. Okay. <laughs> Feeling oh nostalgic. God. Robert Rodriguez. Hey, the first one, from what I remember, not too bad. So <laughs> not too bad. Hey, that's the movie you said. It knows exactly what it is. And Spy that's a movie that knows exactly what it is. Kay. Campy, corny. And it was those. <laughs> so, I mean, I haven't seen this movie probably since I was a kid, honestly. So I wanted to rewatch it with a more critical eye, but also not to be like insane on it. Mm-hmm. it it's bad. But, like, not in the worst way. So, I still have a great time watching it, right? I mean, there's so much nostalgia and all the, like, tech and everything that's involved just still gives you that little kid, like, ooh, even though a lot of the stuff we have now, but except that rehydrator or whatever, wish we had that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's it's extremely cheesy, and there's so many things that are, like... Glaringly bad yeah just that are sad and i'm just like oh and like so cheesy and cringy to watch now as an adult but i i mean i think kids would love it the biggest and hardest parts to look at now are the special effects because i've seen movies that are old way older than this that special effects still look great like i mean 2001 or alien or aliens but like again we i don't uh, I don't know if the effects is like something that they were going for. Like, I don't know if they were trying to be super realistic. Maybe that's fair, but cause like the movie, what movie came out or how late, how much later 
with Shark Boy and Lava Girl. The effects oh. in that movie are way worse. Well, that's but the I thing. Think it's like on Spy Kids 3D was worse. I thought. Yeah, but I feel because like they tried to use more of it. Yeah. But it's still egregious, like to watch. It is bad. I mean, there are a lot, but it's fun. It's a fun movie. The action's fun. It's a family movie. It's a good time, and I enjoyed what I still enjoyed it. And I actually thought saw the parts for what they were. Now I'm like, some of the things were really dark in this movie when they took the secret agents and mutated them into the thing, like those weird uh, thumbs. No, yeah. not the, the thumbs into the floops or whatever oh yeah 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 i mean that's creepy as fuck <laughs> like it is messed up and then they're like asking for help when you reverse it like on the children's show they're like help us floop is a madman help oh, us yeah. save us <laughs> like i'm like that's fucked up that was pretty messed up but i mean it's not <laughs> it's not a great movie it's not jesus i mean <laughs> but still a good time i don't think it will hold up as well for kids today i, I would recommend more like anola jones versus this today it it just doesn't hold up that well i i honestly i think two was my favorite back in the day but i don't i don't know for sure i had to rewatch that was the one with the miniatures and stuff that became animals mm. i yeah. thought yeah i feel like that one might be better in mean, i don't know time. if i saw any of them machete's in it <laughs> That's where, he, that's where he his first machete's first appearance mm-hmm. appearance yeah so yeah i mean it's a it's a good time and when you're nostalgic for it holds up great you'll enjoy it you'll have a good time watching it but can i recommend that as a family movie today i don't think so i don't think it will hold up i think nostalgia is very strong with this movie and yeah so what'd you give it two and a half Oof. In my heart, that's like a fucking one. In my heart, three. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I still liked watching it. It's just it's it does not hold up very well today. Like, yeah. But, yeah. There we go. Cool. Well, I, I did watch one thing, but it was it was uh it's for the Nolan Premium, so that's why I don't have anything else. Well, it's okay. Because I have something more substantial to talk about next. So let me actually bring it up here because this one's more worth it. Um, So another movie I watched is We Are Little Zombies. I found this movie because I I just needed another movie to fill in here because I felt like I've been lacking. Mm. And so I just typed in best movies 2020 so far. 97 Rotten Tomatoes. Not that that means very much to me most of the time, but hey, why not? It's still a good something to judge it off of. And it was a foreign film, which I usually watch a ton of those. I feel like we I haven't watched as many as I normally do. So I want to get more into that. And this is a Japanese film by director Makoto Nagahisa. I'm guessing that's a woman. Yep. You're the woman. You're the woman. True. And uh, the cast, we have only really four main characters. We have Keita Ninomiya, Satoshi Mizuno, Mando Akumura, and Shina Nakajima. And they're kids. And this movie 
Whew. If you're an anime fan, I think you will find a lot to enjoy by this. Or, yeah, because it's very Japanese in that style. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but the amount of cool things they did with the cinematography, just like this movie stands in its own. Like stuff I saw, the angles and like saturation, color grading, the things they did, the CG, what they did in this movie was I've never seen anything like it before. It is so stylized in the best anime way possible. Like, and the kids were great at acting. And this story was devastatingly sad. So let's see if I can get a... Yeah, I got one for you. Four Japanese orphans for a rock band. There's the depth of this movie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or here, their parents are dead. They should be sad, but they can't cry. So they form a kick-ass band. This is a story of four 13-year-olds in search of their emotions. That does not even, like, this movie is, like, almost devastatingly sad, but also not at the same time, just because of the way it's done. And it... Because of that dichotomy, it makes you feel like so conflicted. I mean, as we know, we've lost a family member, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like how you deal with that and how each of these four kids deal with that are so differently. It starts out, it's basically like a game, how it starts out. There's like chapters and first it's like about it, it. It starts out showing like each of the point of view of each of these four kids that ended up forming together a band basically, but that's not the biggest part of this in order to basically deal with what they're dealing with. I mean, I remember the first kid, he doesn't cry and he talks about how he doesn't cry. Right. And what he, one of the statements he says is that babies cry because they need help to get something. He's like, why should I cry? Because no one is going to help me. So what's the point? And like, that's pretty heavy for like a kid, like saying this and all of them deal with their own way. There's this other kid where he's like, what does love mean? Most people think love is red. And then like his older brother was saying love is like milk because like cow's milk and stuff is love for the baby. And he's like, well, maybe for me, it's a mixture of both that blood mixes with milk, red and white. And I hate pink because of like, how it mixes together because love is doesn't exist for me. And it's just like this really sad and like heavy movie. And it they end up forming together and they form a band, right? And they make this music video that makes them go viral. And everyone's living off their story of these four orphans. And literally at the end of the music video, spoiler, I guess, the the kid the first kid, he has glasses. He literally jumps off a building to kill himself at the end of the music video and he doesn't die. And that's why they're zombies because they're living on, even though they all have lost their parents and they don't know whether they're really alive or really dead. And what is a zombie? Are they alive or dead? And that's why we are little zombies. And it's, it's, it's so stylized, so Japanese, so heavy with these, talking points and so well written with so many of these like really hard hitting, like deep 
ter- like terrible things to hear as you're watching it, but everything is so saturated, so colorful, so edited so well, so everything is cut so well that it's just, it feels like, you know the song like Semi-Charmed Life? Mm-hmm. Where it's so upbeat, but it's terrible with it actually being said. That's this movie. It has all of the the most of the music is chip tune, like eight bit music, and mixed in with this like with this hyper saturated color palette and these hyper cuts of like energetic and energy mixed with this like devastatingly sad dialogue and moments and it i loved it yeah it was a really good movie the only like downsides i have to it is because of the way it is i don't think a lot of people will get it or enjoy it and that's not the fault of them necessarily it is a hard movie to watch because of the way it's edited the way it's cut the way it's shot it's so disorienting basically but it felt purposeful to me the way it was shot and the way it was done but it doesn't necessarily mean it will feel that way for even most people it's a hard movie to watch (laughs) but there are so many just cool shots if you even enjoy just cinematography itself just the amount of interesting shots that you probably haven't seen really done before especially if you like anime and video games there's a lot of like drone shots like I, I this one shot stands out in my mind where it's over top. It's like a top down view. You think Zelda or something like a Pokemon, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're just walking in a straight line following each other like in a JRPG. Right. And they move off. And as they walk into the house, it goes it makes like a sound like choof, choof, choof. like and they walk like, like a Scott Pilgrim. Like yeah. Snake. <laughs> yeah. It's like that they can't walk with a curve. It's like. Exactly. It's exactly like that. And there's so many little nods like that that just help fit into the story and give you this weird perspective of what these kids are trying to deal with, with the loss of all their parents where they are joking or seem fine about it. But clearly they aren't because you can tell by the effect it actually had on them. And yeah, it's it's good. (laughs) It's different. Most people probably can't enjoy this but for the people who do i think they will really like it and i definitely recommend it to anybody who likes highly stylized anime video games or cinematography but yeah great movie cool i gave it a four out of five with a heavy like okay yeah i love anime help definitely uh i think check it out. you could enjoy this movie but it is hard sometimes it's okay yeah yeah I, i'm interested maybe five times tonight you can watch it um is that it for you uh, i think so yes all right all right well that about wraps things up let's talk real quick about uh what we're gonna be reviewing next week I did say I have a suggestion. Um, the newest one, because there's not there's a couple movies that I want to see, but we're not able to watch them because they're technically in theaters, so they can't put them on for rental. Like I really want to see Cajillionaire, and we want to see Possessor, both of which are technically in theaters, so we can't rent them, and uh, we don't have 
theaters opened yet or soon, but they can by the end of this month, I think. Right. So anyway, my suggestion to kind of fit with October two would be Alone. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's a thriller with some pretty good Maybe. reviews. A little horror esque type movie. And then the other film that I want to see that was from a little while ago, but I mentioned it before on the show, is, is uh, Baccarat, which is a foreign film, Brazilian film. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I've, I but I think there's some that. I think there's like some horror vibes in that, too. So might uh, might just work as like a little. I have seen alone or heard of it. Heard of it. Yeah. 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 OK. Yeah, it's actually I think it's on my one of my watch lists. Oh, so if you want to see it, then we can we could yep. agree on that. Letterbox is on my watch list. Yeah, see. So I think, uh, yeah, I think we might do a double feature next week. Um, we haven't done one in a while, and there's not really any big movies out, so might just watch. I think Baccarat is is free, so that that'll be easy to do. Yeah, and then uh, Alone is only seven bucks. It's not a twenty dollar rental, so that won't that'll be pretty easy too. And then yeah, we'll probably hopefully have some. Some more horror movies to talk next week. It's uh, October third. We got to start getting them in. Fourth. You're already way behind. No, the first three I've seen. First three. I was gonna fall like kind of try and follow that list maybe. Oh. Or oh. something similar. So you're not watching them, but you're no, just I'm seeing gonna, if I've seen yeah. them. If you've already like seen them, you're not gonna rewatch them. Seen it, I'm gonna watch it on the. Well, like well, the first one was Invisible Man, and we just saw that. And reviewed it. Do you want to watch? Do you want to watch thirty horror movies in thirty days or thirty-one? I wanted to, but my goal is going to be like <laughs> twelve to least, fifteen. I was going to say twelve to fifteen is easy. That's going to be my goal. That's still one. a lot. Technically, you can classify this one as horror. Yeah, movie. I see you. Yeah, I'll start the list. All right. So alone and background for next week, both of which you probably could classify as horror. Honestly, I think they're in that in that alone sub-genre. definitely is. I think so. That'll be it. And then um, we did, uh, like I said, we we put the premium out, but I don't think we ever mention it on the show often enough that if you want to listen to the premium, it's not going to be on Spotify or iTunes. You have to go to the website. So Podbean. Yeah. Check out the premium podcast. We have Dark Knight Trilogy, Lord, Lord of the Rings Trilogy, and the Godfather Trilogy now out all on Podbean. So it's sudsandcinema.podbean.com. That's our website. So go over there if you want to check out the premiums. Uh, send in more recommendations. We would love to, you know, if people want to hear us talk about movies, we're more than happy to watch them, talk about them. Um, and you can do that on literally any of our social media. You can send in questions and comments to Gmail, Podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Which has been got more renewed. Yeah, we got refreshed. It's actively, it's more active now, so hopefully get some user engagement on that. Um, yeah, you can follow myself on Untapped and Insta- uh, Untapped and Letterboxed <laughs> at the KG Project. <laughs> Don't on, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I'm on Untapped and uh, also uh, letter uh, Letterboxed too at JSAL five one seven. That's J S A L five one seven. Hey, it's hard to keep all this stuff straight. Yeah, and I am on both platforms letterbox and instagram i mean it's this nine and a half percent <laughs> beer pulp Letter- patreon turnt letterbox and untapped at josh underscore saldana all right thanks for listening cheers guys